You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, we're uncovering the secrets of human design to unlock unlimited potential in your business. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. We really like to dive into every single topic that will help you as an entrepreneur, you as a business owner, unlock higher levels of personal performance, whether it's diving into spiritual conversations or mindset or really anything that's gonna be able to get you to operate at higher levels in your personal life and, of course, in your business life. And I'm so excited today to bring you a very special guest, Eden Carpenter. Eden, intuitionlifestyle.com, where we just got off an interview where we dove deep into the buzzworthy topic of human design. What the heck is it? In fact, most people don't know what it is. I'm sure you've heard of it by now. I think about once a week, someone comes to me and says, hey, James, do you do human design? Hey, what's your human design type? And I've been getting those questions for about two years now. About a year ago, I finally bought a book on it, and then I went and did my chart, and as a pretty smart guy myself, I was completely confused and overwhelmed and kind of like chucked the book aside. I'm like, I can't do this. Um, I'm just not cut out for this. And maybe that's my type. I don't know. But I started hearing fantastic things about Eden and I just reached out. I don't know. I forgot how we connected. Maybe the Instagrams or something. And I begged. I pleaded. I used every last ounce of my charm and witty banter to get her to do a reading with me, a 90-minute session, which she does not do, so I'm very privileged and honored, so thank you, Eden, to which she shared my chart and went down some beautiful rabbit holes of, of what it means and analyzing stuff and, you know, really helping to confirm a lot of things that you start to figure out after you've been doing business for a long time and things are like, oh, yeah, that's a good reminder and, oh, I didn't know that and found it so valuable. I was like, I got to bring her on the call. So, We've had very popular episodes around Myers-Briggs. We had a very popular episode around a different personality type test created by my good buddy, Alexander Palos. That was also a very popular episode. This we're bringing back another episode that we could label as personality types. But what makes human design different and unique from someone who is not an expert at it whatsoever is that you don't necessarily just put people into boxes, right? Most people don't want to be put in a box anyways, right? You're a unique, beautiful little snowflake, aren't you? And so what human design does is is able to put you into categories, but then the deeper you go with it, the more you go into that unique differentiation. And Eden calls it the science of differentiation. So you know all those things where you're like, I'm the type of person that does this or I always do this, or I don't do that. And you always kind of notice these little things about who you are, right? Like, I'm not a morning person, or, oh, I always take long for making decisions, or I always hesitate on my decision. All these little things that start to add up as a little personal human resume. What if there was an explanation for that? What if there was a map for that? What if there was a designed blueprint that is uniquely tailored to you so that you could actually have, in a way, a one-page or like 10-page summary of all those little things. And what if you could take all those little informed pieces of data about why you are the way you are and who you really are and use those towards business? Use them to identify what type of offers you should be creating how you should be working with clients, the type of clients you should be attracting, what type of marketing strategies you should be using, what type of productivity and stress management tools you should be using, the best ways to come up with decisions, the best ways to be a communicator, a leader, the best ways to come up with ideas and inspiration. What if you had a cheat sheet to living your life and running your business at an optimal pace? Would that not be beneficial for you? What a silly question. Of course it would. And that's what the entire world that I am still so ignorant to of human design is all about. And 
you're going to get a crash course deep dive into it today in just over 60 minutes with my very special guest and human design expert, Eden Carpenter. So let me tell you a little bit about who she is. She is a leading expert in human design as it applies to business because she is a business owner herself and also starts to talk about it as it applies to things like what we love to talk about, abundance and manifestation. She is known as the human design prodigy because of her effortless ability to translate this very complex, dare I say, intentionally over-complex system in understandable terms. And we need people like her, okay, for people like me. She has created the Intuition Lifestyle Brand as a platform to teach others like you and I how to create an aligned life and business. It really is about alignment, you know, alignment of your purpose, alignment of thought, and alignment of action. Now, she does this through highly valuable and educational content on Instagram, on her podcast, her podcast, the Intuition Lifestyle Podcast, as well as offering human design sessions, digital products, group coaching programs, and a high-level mastermind. And her mission is to blend ancient wisdom with modern science, with the concept of human design across the globe in simple language. And that's exactly what she does here on this episode. So I am so excited to bring her to the show today. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Eden Carpenter. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me with my special guest today, Eden Carpenter. Eden, how are you doing? I'm doing really well, James. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm very excited to bring you on the show. Thank you for making the time to be here. I What I probably told people in the little pre-amble thing is that I was fortunate, lucky, unique individual that got to do a whole like 90-minute human design session with you. And after that, I was like, that was incredible, extraordinary. And I decided, you know, I got to get you on the show. So you're here. We're going to talk all about designing humans. I think that's what this is about. And I'm very, very excited. So I'll say first, I bought a book before I met Eden about it. I'm a really smart guy, got very confused very quickly. And I just know that you're going to be able to break it down for us dum-dums here on the show. So Let's start here. Give us the quick, brief intro. In your business, what is it that you do? Who do you help? How do you help them? I help all sorts of people specifically related to human design and business. So human design is this cool map of who you are, how you're designed to operate. And what I've learned how to do is apply this to things like manifestation processes, ideal clients, figuring out your purpose, figuring out how you're supposed to be running a business. And so I help people create a business that's specifically designed with strategies that support their energy instead of feel really frustrating. Because I'm sure we've all tried that expert says this is the perfect process and the perfect system and you try it and no matter how perfectly you do it, it just doesn't work. So I design our I design systems and business structures around the individual. Wow. I love that. And I love how you described it. Can you go over again one more time the ways in which you apply human design for business owners and entrepreneurs? You said things like their purpose, manifestation. What else? Just to give me a little laundry list there. Absolutely. So I do things like overarching business structures, figuring out if you should do passive courses or if you should be teaching live. I can tell your ideal group size if you're somebody who does better in a one-on-one setting or talking to a group of people. I can tell you what kind of offers you're energetically designed to create and specifically how you need to be structuring your language and choosing your words in your marketing and in your sales copy so that it actually lands and makes people feel comfortable within your energy. And on top of that, things like connecting with your goals, setting visions, how you should be doing that, how you're going to be digesting life, how you're going to be taking in your goals. So certain people need to be making vision boards. Other people need to actually be going to a store to kind of touch the different clothing of that next level self, to be holding that bag, holding that purse, test driving that car if that's what they want to be doing. So there's a whole bunch of different things. I mean, it's known as the science of differentiation. Human design is known as the science of differentiation. Yes. It's the study of how we're all different. And so we need to apply that to business because we're all different. And so running a business, I mean, I'm going to be able to work a different set of hours than you are. So things like scheduling as well are things that we can figure out based off of your human design chart. Those are some pretty relevant, important things. And I love that we bring more uniqueness into things that 
kind of become like common or mainstream. And it's like, well, you know, this is a very common or popular way of doing things or, you know, and, and this is, this is so important because I've talked about this on the show where I see a lot of people get into this. This is going to just so connect some dots here for people. People get into this, what I call one track thinking where they're like, what's the best way? What's the right way? What's the right product to create the right way to sell it? The best way to launch the best way to sell all that type of stuff. And what I'm hearing is what we're going to get into a conversation about is, well, it's going to depend on you and it's what's right and best for you. And we're all unique. We're all different. And that's beautiful. We're little snowflakes. So I just like to go deeper and deeper and deeper. So human design, what is it in a sentence? Because you, you said it's it's like a map of how we operate. Take that definition a little deeper. Like really, what does that mean? I can probably do it in like two or three sentences. Yeah, perfect, perfect. No, that's great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it's the science of differentiation, it essentially means that it's the study of all of the ways that we are different. And so it combines some ancient observations of human behavior with some more modern sciences to give you this map of how you're going to interact with the world. And am I correct in assuming that it's not like a Myers-Briggs personality type where you fit into one of... X amount of boxes, but that everyone, every, the way you get your results back is everyone is unique and different. Yes. Everyone's unique and different. There's going to be similarities. There's five overarching types, which breaks down the population into five groups, but that is very, very foundational. Only the start. I mean, I think there's, there was one person who did a study and there's over a billion different combinations of all of the different elements Whoa. that you can have in this chart. So it's very, very unique. So there's like six or seven other people like me, just like me. Yeah. Maybe. I always knew and that. And even then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even if they have the exact same energetic traits in your chart, like I have brothers who are identical twins, their charts are exactly the same and they're still different people. And we can tell where they're going to pick up on those experiences and how they're going to interpret that based off of their charts. But what they're exposed to also helps to shape them as very different individuals. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, so many questions I want to ask and I want to be careful. Not, you know, it's like, it's like when you get an <laughs> amazing meal served to your plate and you're like, don't just, okay, don't look like a pig right now. Just like scarfing it down, like one bite at a time. So what are the variables or factors that are going into a human design test or chart that would even have twins come out with completely different charts? I love that question. So in order to answer that, we're going to need to go a little bit into the science of how this works. Good. So how human design works is we are all consciousness being expressed into humans at this, this human level. And so at this level of awareness, we're connected to the deeper levels of awareness in ourselves, in the, like the smaller parts of who we are that help make up us as this particular human. So cells are made of atoms and atoms are 99% space. They have this less than 1% matter. And so these tiny bits of matter that are in us occasionally run into other tiny bits of matter outside of us. That's our experience. And so if you think about a car crash or even just like a small fender bender, you're driving a white car, I'm driving a red car, and they collide at a very small level. They make that contact, matter hits matter. They're going to imprint on each other. So the white car is going to have a little bit of red paint and the red car is going to have a little bit of white paint on it. And so using human design, we're going to look at where certain little particles, specifically called neutrinos, which can be scientifically traced to essentially the explosion and the radioactive decay of certain planets that are very far away. So those are traveling, these teeny tiny little particles of matter that carry very little bits of information. They're the smallest particles that have any sort of matter. And so these are traveling towards us, around us all the time. And every once in a while, they hit our little tiny cells. And this is our experience. And so those are going to imprint on us. So the moment that you are born and we look at your birth time, your birth location, and your birth date, so we figure out where exactly you are and at what time we can trace all of the different planets and figure out what exactly imprinted, what things you may have run into at a cellular level that have left these little bits of paint on the foundation of who you are as a human. And so this is going to impact who you become, 
how you operate in the world, because now these teeny tiny little particles that are in your cells that are, you know, the atoms that make up you as a human have now been imprinted because they've interacted with, and they've been almost hit with these different particles of energy. So two people who were born within moments of each other can have the exact same chart. And based off of their experiences, they're going to be around other people. They're going to be around different energetic weather, as I like to call it, which is the transits of where the planets are right now. What energy are we receiving? What energy are we experiencing right now? They're going to experience that differently. And that can imprint on them at different points. They can pick up on patterns that are more behavioral, more of that nurture rather than nature. Nailed it. Eden, wow. And, you know, I remember because, you know, for those that know me, I I was a very close-minded, like, atheist-type thinker growing up. And I would hear things about astrology and just think it was the most ridiculous nonsense. But it's really the same science, I have to assume, right? Okay, so now I'm going to mess with your head a little bit and ask, because I like to ask those weird questions, right? (laughs) Chicken or the egg? Okay, are we who we are because at the moment of our then location of birth and everything, we got these, what you said, neutrino imprints. I, I, liked, I liked that word imprint that you used. Or are we who we are because we chose to come in at that time, location, and place? My theory is that we all choose our birth times. We all choose the energetic traits that we have because it's that, it's that tool belt. This is your energetic tool belt. And I, in my opinion, and from what I've experienced, everyone is perfectly designed to accomplish Mm. and to learn the lessons that they need to learn here. Everyone's designed to be successful. You just need to figure out what success looks like for you and how you're designed to get there. It's such a beautiful, I love that you said that because it's such a beautiful, different context for Mm -hmm your life unfolding. It's like, it's not an accident that you were born where you, this is what I'm hearing, right? It's not an accident that you were born where you were born at the time you were born, the date, the location, all of that. And that it's designed for you to have access to the tools and resources that you need to do what you're here to do. Mm -hmm. Do you also believe in things like Dharma or purpose or like that we're here for a reason or a function? There's certain elements in human design that specifically point to things like dharma and purpose. Mm. And so I do believe in it because as somebody who's experienced the same patterns, the same lessons showing up over and over and over and over again until it gets to a point where you can't ignore it. <laughs> yeah. You know, There's going to be certain patterns where no matter how hard you try to escape it, it's always going to be there. And that's one of the things that I love as somebody who searches for certainty. It's part of my core programming as I search for certainty human design has given me a lot of certainty because it tells me exactly what types of core wounding I'm going to be experiencing, what the lessons are going to look like that I'm trying to learn. So having that almost analytical standpoint can help me approach it with a little bit more confidence and not be quite so overwhelmed. Well, how did you get into this? Was this something that like, because like, it's one thing to like have someone say, here's your chart like you did with me, but to start learning the science behind it, like, did you have a hard time wrapping your brain around this and like believing it and trusting it? Initially I did. So I have a scientific background. I actually graduated in May with my bachelor's of science in nursing. So I have a nursing degree as of very recently. And so the entire time that I was studying this over the past couple of years, I've been in nursing school. So I've always had these elements of understanding physiology, understanding cellular microbiology, things like that. And so understanding it from that standpoint at the edges of science, there's always this question of, but how does that actually happen? And so there has to be almost a spiritual component in it. Mm. And so when I found it, it was very confusing. I said, I'm not doing that. And then it showed up over and over and over and over again. And what finally initiated and kind of prompted me to dive into it was sitting in a nursing lecture and on the slide, there's some sort of glitch and the word human and design were right next to each other. I'm like, okay, universe, (laughs) I see you. Fine. So I pulled up my chart, started researching it, started kind of piecing the things together. And I'm a professional Googler. That's how I got through nursing school is by Googling everything. And so Googling what's a manifesting generator? What is a Mm 6-2 profile? What does this mean? What does that mean? I found all these blog posts, all these YouTube videos, and I'd never felt so seen in my entire life. And I, yeah, it was huge. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. Okay, so at the time, the location, the date, all that stuff of our birth, bam, imprints, all of that. And then in that moment, we're basically at the highest level, we're put into one of five types or categories. Is that correct? Will you just give the one to two sentence description of those? Because I'd like to go deeper than that, but I think that would be a, a helpful starting place. Because when I read mine at first, I, w- I didn't really resonate with it. I was like, okay, because it did seem very general and broad, but I think it's a good place to start. Yeah, Absolutely. So in this whole human design thing, the basic level of what's going to be imprinted is going to be what we call gates. And so gates are going to be, if you're looking at your human design chart, the planets of what planets are highlighting or defining those gates are going to be in the columns on the sides with those little symbols. Those are going to be the different planets. And based off of the gates that you have defined, they can make up channels. A channel is made up of two gates being specifically placed in certain locations. So you, for example, have gate 34 and it connects to gate 10. And so that creates a channel for you. And so that channel is going to bring energy from one center, which are all of those big shapes to another center. And so based off the combination of centers that you have defined, we come up with your overarching type. Now type is made up of, we've got five different types here. The first one is generators. You're a generator and generators make up around 35% of the population These are the action portion of the collective, and you're going to get really frustrated when you're not seeing the results of your labor, and you're going to be really satisfied when work is flowing well. We have manifestors, which make up around 9% of the population. This is the cutting edge of the collective. They're going to get really angry when people don't listen to them and don't follow them, and they're going to feel at peace when their vision is falling into place. We have manifesting generators, which is me. We're a hybrid, which is around 30% of the population. And we can both start new things and are always on to new things. And we work at a very fast pace. I get angry and I get very frustrated when no one listens and when the work isn't happening. And I feel very peaceful and very satisfied when everything's kind of falling into place. I'm I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. What? (laughs) 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 What percentage is manifesting generators again? Around 30%. 30%. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Then we have projectors. Projectors make up around 20 to 25% of the population. These are the masters of workflow and productivity. They get really bitter when their advice isn't taken. They're here to help people. And so if they're offering their help and then no one's taking it, they're going to get really bitter and resentful towards other people. And then on the flip side, they're going to feel very successful and very recognized when their actions or when their advice leads to great results. And then last but last and not least, we have reflectors, which make up around 1% to 2% of the population. This is... They're very interesting because all of their centers are going to be undefined, which means they're going to mirror whatever experiences they're having. They're going to be very influenced by their environment. They are going to feel very disappointed when society doesn't make the necessary changes to create ethical change and to kind of overarching better our community and better our society. And then they're going to feel surprised when those changes are working out better than they imagined. Okay. So these are five types. Did you call them, do you call them types? Okay. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Oh, by the way, guys, if you got confused at all, don't worry, because this is like the third time learning this stuff. And I'm still very confused. (laughs) I heard gates, we heard channels, But you also talked about centers. I think that might be an awesome place to go next. What is a center? A center is in, if you're looking at your chart, it's going to be all of these different shapes that you see. And it's roughly going to look like the chakra system. So if you're familiar with chakras, they're kind of these hubs of energy that kind of govern a specific type of energy. So the traditional chakra system has seven Mm -hmm. and the human design chart has nine. We've got two that have actually kind of split as we've evolved in our, our own human evolution. Would you say that they contradict each other at all? Like, does this negate the traditional chakra system or it's fully aligned with it? No, they, they mirror each other very similarly. So if you're talking about the head center or the crown center, it's going to mirror a lot of those themes that you're going to see in that head chakra or that Mm -hmm. crown chakra with like inspiration, that third eye connecting to the pineal gland, things along those lines. Okay. And take this definition with me further. So a center is a shape when you look at your chart, but really what, what is that? Can you go further with that explanation? Yeah. So it's a space where you're going to experience a certain type of energy. 
And so if it's defined, you're going to have one way of consistently experiencing that type of energy. So we'll use the head center as an example. This deals with inspiration, ideas, answering questions, kind of searching for things, that mental energy. And so if you have it defined, you have a pretty consistent way of getting inspired. You can go on a walk and every single time you go on a walk, you come back with a good idea. Sometimes, of course, we're going to have blocks there. If it's undefined, you're not limited to how you're going to experience inspiration. It can happen in the shower. It can happen when you're listening to a song. It can happen through feeling. It can happen through thought. You're unlimited in how you're going to experience that. Okay, great. So it's almost like similar with the chakra systems. They're like energy vortices that are connected to certain themes in your life, to physical areas on the body. Pretty much the same thing. Like each one corresponds to like a theme, like this is how you receive inspiration. And then uh, defined means you do it one way. Does the chart tell you what that one way is? Or is it just kind of saying, oh, it does. Oh, that's so cool. It does tell you. And then undefined means you're not limited. This is such a silly question, but I have to ask, is one way better than the other? Is one right, one wrong? No. Okay. No, we all have limitations and we need that perfect combination of limitations and things to explore. Because if there were no rules, if there was nothing that was tied down and consistent, our entire mm. world would be chaos. Yeah. Okay. And so it sounds like you have my chart pulled up. I do. What, what <laughs> mine is consistent or defined or undefined? The, you have your head center? The head center. It's undefined. It's undefined, which means that in my experience, I have multiple different ways in which I'm receiving new ideas, inspiration, intuition. Absolutely. Okay, great. Okay, cool. Okay, that's awesome. So how many centers? You said nine. Okay, nine centers, and they're all correlating to different themes or... Yeah, different energetic themes. Okay. Okay, that's really cool. And then there's they're either defined or undefined. Mm-hmm. Where does it go from there? Is, is really human design is like just going through all the nine centers and here they're defined or undefined? But it sounds like you also go into like, when it's defined, here's the way it works for you. Because one of the things that you said to me in my reading was you work really well in smaller groups. Do you remember saying that to me? Yeah. Okay, so what center would that be? And is that a defined center? (laughs) So what I'm looking at there is something much more detailed because it's not just the centers. Uh, We're looking at the planets. We're looking at specifically the gates. And then within each gate, there's lines, colors, and like a whole lot of things. Mm -hmm. So specifically from that, I'm looking at your... It's actually an element from Gene Keys, which is another system that's based off of similar things that I kind of blend together. So that's specifically based off of... You have 34.3 defined as your unconscious Jupiter. And I'm looking at that three line. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that that very I got that. Detailed. That makes very sen- <laughs> very good sense right there. Understood. Yeah. Okay. Great. So that's not even connected to a center. That example is. It's it's not connected to a center. It's okay. connected to one of the gates. Okay. How would you describe what a gate is for us? A gate is going to be any of the sixty four numbers. So mm-hmm. each of the centers has gates inside of it. Okay. Right. So if you're looking at your chart, there's going to be those numbers that you see inside of the gate. It's probably going to have a circle around it and then a line coming off of it that's colored in either red or black if it's defined for you. And then you'll be able to find that number. So for gate 34 for you, you have it placed in that column on the red side with that unconscious Jupiter. So that's the planet that is going to be influencing the expression of that specific gate. And so, yeah, that's that's yeah. what a gate is. Okay. It's a smaller detail of who you are. Okay. It's still, it's like, this is so complex. Holy cow. Very complex. Would it be beneficial to go through the centers really quickly? Is that, is that a helpful thing that tells kind of people a little bit more about this? Cause I, I'm sure we'll, you'll have a link or a reference to where people can go online and get their human design chart, right? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I even got mine once from some website. I don't remember where, and I was confused with it. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm just slow. Okay. No, it's it's the information. It's very cryptic. Even reading and listening to some of the very, very foundational elements can be a little bit dry and very, it it almost feels like hieroglyphics sometimes. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel <laughs> yeah. modern language the way that you would speak. So no, it's not, has nothing to do with you. <laughs> like, I guess I'm just trying to, I try to just like make sense of everything as I go here and so that I understand it. Mm-hmm. We kind of, I feel like we start at a top, like the criteria is date, time, location. Mm-hmm. 
And then it's like we start at a high level, which is you're one of these five types. But then I think, is it fair to say that the next level down is to look at the centers? Is that the yeah. next kind of going deeper? Yeah. Maybe as we go through these, we could start to give examples as people read their charts where they could say, this is, we can bring some business strategy into it. Like, oh, if you're defined here, undefined here, if this here, this here, we want to do that. And is that kind of help to kind of go through a little yeah, bit of that? Absolutely. Because I would imagine most here listening have not done their chart yet. Why don't we give them a, a link to get that? And then we can kind of go through these. Would that help? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I would absolutely listen to if we're going through the centers, I would absolutely pause this, listen to it while you have your chart out so you can make some notes, highlight some things and know what is the correct information for you. So step one, call mom. Mom, <laughs> when was I born? I need the exact date, time, location, right? Step two, we would go to, uh, I had to do that, by the way. <laughs> Mom, what's a good resource? If you Google human design chart, you'll come up with a lot of different options. One of my favorites is myhumandesign.com or mybodygraph.com. Those are both really good websites that you can, it's quick, it's easy. There's no slash anything. And you can go enter your birth chart information, your birth time, date, location, name, yeah. <laughs> and then you hit generate or get chart or whatever it says at the bottom. And then boom, you have this cool little picture of you. Yeah. And it's pretty instant, right? Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Okay. So hopefully at this point, maybe you paused it. Maybe you've gone and done that so you can follow along with us because this is complex and we can take this deeper if you guys are following along with us here. So where do you want to start with the energy centers? Let's continue on with that head center. Okay. Yeah, that's a good place is to start. Is that the highest the one? Top. It's at the top. Yeah, it's at the top. Okay. <laughs> at the top. Yeah. Is it at just the called top. the head center? Yes, it's called the head center. I'm taking so many notes here. You would be so proud of me. Yes, I love <laughs> notes. That makes sense for you as an actor. Oh, learner. stop it. You think you know <laughs> me so well. <laughs> okay, sorry. It would make sense because why? You're an active learner. What so is an this active is learner? Another so as an active learner, you are somebody who needs to actively participate in the learning process. And mm. so you need to be consistently taking in that information, kind of paying attention to things a little bit more. You're probably somebody who needs a little bit of repetition. So learning things in school, flashcards were probably your greatest yeah, tool. I did you're use somebody flashcards. who <laughs> <laughs> you wrote your notes a couple of times to make sure that you got all of that information. Yeah, mm. Mm -hmm. this is true. So head center, what is that? <laughs> the head center is going to be that yellow triangle or a white triangle at the top of your chart. If it's white, it's undefined. Oh. If it is colored, if it's yellow, it's going to be defined. Is this the, the same? Is this way. universal for all of them or just for? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. I think on my body graph, she uses, or my human design, she uses a little bit more of like neutral colors. So if it's colored. <laughs> It's defined. If it is white, it's undefined for you. Good. Let's not confuse people anymore, body graph okay. person. <laughs> Let's not make it any harder. Okay. Got it. So, and the head center again is? It deals with inspiration and ideas. So mm. it's a pressure center and specifically it deals with mental pressure. So if you have this defined, you have a consistent way of managing and dealing with mental pressure, the pressure to ask questions, the pressure to get inspiration, answering questions that mental pressure. So if you have it undefined, you don't have a consistent way of dealing with that, which means you might be prone to picking it up from other people. So this is where we're going to bring in that element of how we connect and how we communicate with our energy, essentially how we interact with other people. If you have this undefined, other people who have it defined can be a source of inspiration for you. So people who have this defined specifically in business, you're very inspirational. You need to be asking those questions that you think of that no one else is thinking of. Some of my defined head-centered clients ask the most profound questions. I'm like, whoa, Like, where did that even come from? So asking questions, putting out journaling prompts, anything that's really going to get your clients thinking is going to be how they're going to pick up on that inspiration from you. Okay. And the rest of us are screwed. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. The rest of us need to take the pressure off of ourselves of trying to be consistent. When you have those inspiring questions, ask them, but don't implement it as a consistent or like key part of your business. Because sometimes if you don't have it, you're not having access to fun, inspirational questions. You're going to put pressure on yourself and you're going to be worrying. Oh my God, I can't think of an inspiring question right now. 
Why don't I have any good questions? I need to figure this out. My business is built around this. I need to do this. And that mental pressure is going to get to you. So that's going to pull you away from your power because you're searching for this thing that it'll pop up when it needs to pop up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got that. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, perfect. Do you want to go on to the next one? Yeah, let's move on to the next one. So the triangle just below that is going to be the Ajna center or the mind center. And so this is going to be either green if it's defined or it's going to be white if it's undefined. So if it's green, you have a consistent way of mental processing. So this is taking in all of those inspiring questions and organizing it, thinking about it, figuring it out, coming up with the conclusions, sorting it, forming your opinions, forming your answers, that type of energy. When you have it defined, you can build a very specific perspective, a very specific point of view. I have this defined and this is what I teach from. I show other people how to see human design through my eyes, through my lens, through my own contemplation and understanding of it. When you have it undefined, you're not designed to have those opinions be one specific way. You can truly see things from multiple perspectives. You can help other people see things from multiple perspectives. So you can understand something from every different way possible. And then you feel yourself saying nothing makes sense because you're here to explore Mm. that there is no one specific way of seeing things. There's no one specific way of understanding something. You can look at it through multiple different lenses, multiple different lights. I'm undefined. Yes. Yes. All right. We're going to make <laughs> turn this into a little game. So I'm one for one right now. Okay. That, that's great. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Do you feel like that's enough? Yeah. I think that's enough. Because I feel like I could just go spend an hour on each one of these centers. Jeez, this is hard. This is hard. <laughs> okay. We have a lot to cover and only so much time. Let's go to the next one. Number three. Perfect. The next one is going to be the throat center. So the throat center is going to be looking, it's kind of a square third one down from the top. And when it's defined, you have a consistent sense of kind of voice, who you are, how you speak, how you talk. It's pretty easy for you to gain attention. You can talk and people listen. And when you have this undefined, there might be this fear of people aren't listening to me. I need to find my specific voice. What, what, what's so powerful about that is you can mirror the voice of other people. You can communicate in a way that's going to mirror whoever it is that you're talking to. So the way you speak, how you communicate is going to shift and it's going to change and it's going to adapt. And so you're here to explore what communication looks like. So if you have this center defined, share something bold, share Mm. your bold voice, speak your truth. And if you feel like you're repressing anything, if something wants to come through you and you're kind of pulling it down, you're saying, no, they're going to judge me for this, whatever it is. I want you to go ahead and say it anyways. I want you to like recklessly trust yourself on this one. Undefined. You're undefined. Yes. Two for two. I am (laughs) nailing this. Look, I'm going to be your best student. Okay, great. Yeah. Cause throat in the chakra system is all about self-expression, communication, Mm -hmm. all that type of stuff here. So that's really interesting. It's just an interesting way to do this with defined versus undefined. Hmm. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, next. Heart? Is it heart? We go to heart? Close. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we can go to the heart center. No, 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 wherever you <sighs> want to take us. I mean, they're both They're both right there. Okay. <laughs> so the traditional chakra system has the heart center. And then in human design, we have something called the G center, just the letter G, or the identity center and the heart center. And so the theory is that the heart center split because it had Whoa. so much, you know, there's so much going on there. So it kind of split into two different centers. We'll talk about the G center, which is going to be that diamond shape in the middle of your chart. If it's yellow, it's defined. If it's white, it is undefined. This particular center is about who you are and where you're going. So people who have this defined have a consistent sense of who they are. So you know who you are, you know where you're going. You have that consistent sense of identity. And so with the sense of identity, there's a sense of self-love, there's leadership, there's your connection to spirituality, a lot of things that can be associated with your specific identity. So if you have this center defined, something that you can kind of share on social media and share with your audience is something that feels the most you. What do you think expresses you? Is there a specific coffee drink? Is there a specific nail color? Is there you know, a specific book what do you think really captures the essence of who you are? I think that would be a really fun game to play. And then when you have this undefined, your identity is fluid. You're the social chameleon who can kind of adapt and be whoever you need to be based off of the people that you're around. You're here to explore, 
what it feels like to be different people. So that identity is not fixed. You don't feel like you're one person. You feel like there's many, many, many different versions of you and it changes every moment. Whoa. Okay. Hmm. Survey says undefined. You're defined. Dang it. That was my first guess. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm defined. Okay. You are defined. Yes. Okay. Now we can move on to the heart center. Now we can move on to the heart center. Okay, great. Yes. So the heart center is going to be this triangle that's kind of a little bit off to the side of that identity center. So it's a little triangle kind of in the middle of your chart. So if this is white, it is undefined. If it is colored in, it'll probably be red and it is defined. Red is is defined and white is undefined? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this particular center deals with desires, willpower, and kind of proving your worth. And so when you have this defined, you have a consistent access to your willpower. It's that kind of second wind energy where you're pushing, you're pushing, you're like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. No big deal. Like, no, I really want this done. I'm going to just stick it out. I'm going to force myself to finish this, that access to your willpower. It can be a really competitive energy too. You want to win because you know you're capable of winning and you want to prove it. When it is undefined, the theme can be searching for a sense of worthiness. And so there can be a lot of conditioning around this specific center because our society puts it, it puts so much pressure on needing to be consistent, needing to have willpower, needing to be in that competitive masculine forcing energy. And so this is actually one of the leading causes of things like stress and heart attacks, which mm. cardiac related diseases are the number one cause of death in the United States. <laughs> And it's because 65% of the population has this undefined. Wow. Not everyone is designed to be forcing things. Not everyone is designed to be forcing things so that they can prove that they're worthy. And so the theme for this is you're here to experience and explore all of the different ways that you can feel worthy. You get to feel worthy no matter what. You get to experience desire in an unlimited way. You can desire all sorts of different things. And it's really fun once you learn how to play with it properly. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is good. I'm defined. You're undefined. Oh my gosh. I suck at this game. <laughs> Jeez. Know it's thyself. three out of five. <laughs> Still, you went through this and explained it to me with my chart. <laughs> I should know it. Okay. I'm undefined. Okay. Great. What's next? Next, we have the emotional center. So the emotional center is going to be that triangle that's all the way on the right side of your chart. Mm -hmm. And so when this is defined, you are an emotional authority, which means your emotions are how you're here to make decisions. You have a consistent sense of emotional processing. You can have a great day for absolutely no reason. And you can have a really bad day for absolutely no reason. Your emotions are an inside job and have nothing to do with what's going on outside of you. When you have this undefined, you're more in tune with the emotions of what's happening outside of you. So launches can be an overwhelming emotional experience if you're really wrapped up in it. Your friend going through a breakup can be extremely overwhelming. That client who is really trying to work through some things and is using your space to project all of their emotions on can feel really draining. So when you have this undefined, you're an empath. You ride the emotions of other people. You're experiencing the emotions of other people. You're still experiencing your own. You're just not tethered to a specific emotional rhythm. Okay. I'm afraid to say undefined. (laughs) You're undefined. (laughs) Oh, I knew it. It sounds like such a bummer. It's like, oh man, I'm undefined. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Got it. Okay, moving on. Moving on to the sacral center, the sacral center is going to be the center that defines either generators or non-generators. So it's going to be Mm. generators and manifesting generators will have this defined. And if it's undefined, you might be a projector, a reflector, or a manifester. So the sacral center, if it's defined, is a generator? Yes. Okay. Not Mm -hmm. defined could be all the others. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So what makes generators generators is their ability to work, right? Their ability to be the action portion of the Mm. collective, to respond to things and say, what can I do about it? So sacral center is like this battery. It recharges when you're doing things that you like, and it drains when you're doing things that you don't like. So 
when you're doing something, you're finding yourself really frustrated, it's going to drain this energy. And when you're doing something where you're in it, you're in the flow, you're working and you're like, oh my God, it's 7 PM. And I haven't eaten today. Cause I've just been like, so lost in this project. That's when you're, you're in alignment. Now, obviously please don't go all day without eating. Don't get too lost in it. <laughs> I think there's yeah. shadows and there's gifts to everything, but this is what gives you that sustainable energy. And so this is one of the reasons for burnout, especially that I see in business is people who have this, but still think that they need to be doing business a certain way. So they're following those proven structures, even when it's absolutely draining for them, they're trying to access that willpower that they may or may not have access to. And they're not taking advantage of this literally unlimited battery that they have, where all they need to do to activate it is do things that they like. Right. <laughs> so if the, that's all that they need to do. But that's just for defined or is that both? Specifically, it's going to be for defined. Okay. If you have it undefined, you're not here to work nearly as much as the rest of the population. You're here to slow down. You're here to do more intentional work. You're here to do work that's a little bit different. And so you can't be kind of caught up and tied to working one specific way because you need to be able to see and approach that, that productivity, that working, that getting things done energy with that lens of being able to kind of see it, pick it up from other people. So you can help guide it. You can help direct it. You can help recruit it and things like that. Okay. And obviously I'm defined on that one. Yes. Next we have the splenic center, which is going to be the triangle on the left side how of your do you, chart. How do you pronounce that? The what center? Splenic. Splenic. Like the spleen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Spleen in a different tense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I splenic my spleen. Okay. The spleen or the splenic center is the physical awareness center. And so this deals with things like health. It deals with things like physical intuition and it deals with fear because fear mm. is not an emotion. It's not a thought. It's a physical response. It's a physiological response to something might be dangerous. Mm. So when you have this center defined, you have that consistent sense of kind of an inner knowing you just know things and it's really strong and you have the ability to trust yourself. You also have a consistent way of kind of managing and dealing with your fears. So the same fears are going to show up for you over and over again. And if they're consistently showing up, yes, they're still going to be pretty scary. You're going to kind of get a habit. You know, you're going to get a little bit of a cycle of how you're going to deal with it when it comes up. And when it's undefined, you may still have some consistent fears that pop up for you over and over again. You're also going to amplify the fears of other people. You're going to pick up on the fears of other people. And that can be a little bit overwhelming. Specifically with this particular center, it really attracts those fears around physical health. So this can be, I don't know what's healthy for me and almost searching for that energy of like, what's healthy for me, what's healthy for me. And those are the people who can find themselves drinking green juice or going keto or, you know, doing these really strict things that aren't necessarily healthy for them because they're picking up on it's healthy for this person. So it might be healthy for me. So when you're dealing with an undefined spleen, recognize that not all of your fears may be yours. And so you're not responsible for processing all of them and recognize that the, your intuition is going to tell you what's healthy and what's not healthy for you. You just need to be quiet, stop searching for it and allow it to come when it's necessary. Mm. If you have this defined, you kind of know what's healthy for you and you should trust yourself a little bit more. Hmm. Am I defined? You're undefined. Oh, come on. This sucks. <laughs> I don't want to be undefined. <laughs> Why? Well, I don't want to amplify the fears of others and eat and do the wrong things. But no one says you, that you, you kind of sell it. it you kind of way. sell it like the undefined one sucks, but <laughs> no, you're unlimited. You're unlimited there. So you can see the fears of other people. It's an mm -hmm. amazing tool to have as a coach. You can see what your clients are afraid of. You can say, hey, that, we can get rid of that. You can help guide them through that process. You can feel into what it feels like for one person. You can guide a hundred different people through the same process, feel what's right for them, help guide them there. And then in your own experience, you get to learn and you get to explore. It looks so cool to connect with your intuition this way. This person connects with it mm. that way. You're unlimited there. It's what you're here to explore, that makes, not what you're that tied makes down a lot, to. A lot, more, a lot more sense. Yeah. There's no right answer for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see that differently now. Okay. Good. Okay. No, that's great. Okay. <laughs> last one. Yeah. We're on the last one. Yes. The last one is the root center. So this root center, we started with a pressure center and we're ending with a pressure center. 
This is the pressure to evolve and to do things quickly. So it's going to push you up to the next level and it's Mm. going to push you forward in time. So when you have this defined, you have this consistent sense of, okay, I'm at this level. Now I need to hit the next level. I'm at this level. I need to hit the next level. That stress and that adrenaline, it's very associated with adrenaline. That stress and adrenaline is something that you have consistent access to. You know how to manage it. So high stress situations like launching, you've got. You can also kind of exude this pressure to purchase before the cart is closed. And so be aware if you have this defined, because that can be a little bit overwhelming for certain people. If you're launching, you're like, you have two minutes to sign up for this. That can feel really stressful since over 50% of the population isn't designed to make really quick decisions. So when you have this defined, you help to pressure your clients a little bit. You know, you can use any of these things in the right amount to offer advice, to offer energy, to help people get where they want to go. So when this is defined, you have that ability to kind of push your clients a little bit, say, hey, you know, you got this, keeping them accountable, helping them manage their stress through sharing your own methods of stress management. And when you have this undefined, the shadow side of it and can be feeling like the world around you is pressuring you. So there's this pressure to hit the same goals that everyone else is, to keep up with the Joneses, to keep up with whoever is doing their, you know, $20 million launches or whatever. (laughs) There's this pressure to keep up. There's this pressure to continue to evolve. So when you have this undefined, you're not designed to be exuding that high stress energy all the time. You're going to explore all of the different ways to experience stress, all of the different ways to manage stress, and all of the different ways where you can live literally stress-free, where you can actually relax, where you can slow down, where you can truly, truly relax and rest instead of pushing yourself and constantly being on this what's next train that a lot of us are on. I don't know which one I am. They both just <laughs> sounded like me. <laughs> You're undefined. Uh, yeah. You sell the undefined at first. Like, oh man, not not well, but I'll take it. It's never the intention. There's positive and negative to everything. Everything sure. is going to have a shadow. And of course, we're all, we're all dead set on our challenges are the greatest challenges because our challenges are designed to be the greatest challenge for mm. us based off of our energetic right. traits. Yeah. And so of course it feels overwhelming. And like I got the the short end of the stick. Everyone feels like that at some point. And so you got to realize that if no one actually has the short end, we all feel like we have the short end. No one actually does. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But I like hearing that the undefined is like not one fixed way. Mm-hmm. Which that, that resonates a lot with. Okay. Okay, great. Wow. So we spent some good amount of time going through the nine energy centers. So thank you for detailing that out. I know you have some stuff for us, but do you feel like there's anything else that would be relevant or pertinent information for someone who's either interested in just diving into this world to maybe learn how they can use it with their clients or someone who just got their chart and they're trying to make sense of it? Is there any other topics or areas that you think are of benefit for people? The one thing that I would say is an absolute must study, must learn about is your authority. So your authority is essentially which of the centers or which of the specific processes you're going to use to make decisions. Mm. And so a lot of us, it's built in of how you're supposed to make decisions, how you're supposed to guide yourself and figure out what you need to do. And that can be so huge. If you just learn your type and your authority, that's going to be everything for you. So I would absolutely recommend learning about your authority, learning about your decision-making process. Are there different labels for the different authorities or what, what, how would someone know that they're learning their authority? So if you generate your chart, all of them will say your type, your strategy, which is going to be an action step based off of your type. Mm-hmm. And then it'll say authority. Okay. So it'll probably say emotional, sacral, spleen or splenic, identity or self, ego, no inner authority, environmental authority, or mental authority would be that that sixth one. And then if you're a reflector, it will either say no inner authority or it'll say lunar authority. Okay. What's my authority? Your sacral. Sacral. So just to give people an example, what what is that what does that mean? That's how As I make state- decisions. Yeah. You make decisions based off of it feels good. It doesn't feel good. It lights you up. It doesn't light you up. So asking yes, no questions that you can respond to it is the best way for you to make decisions. Definitely. Okay. So when someone learns this, like me learning that, 
what would be an example like okay i learned that okay okay yeah yeah i make i make decisions based off gut that means you're going to make better decisions a better way when you're listening to your gut so mm-hmm. then you would say so my advice to somebody who is sacral would be to not make decisions what by like asking a bunch of friends or like making pros and cons lists like just ignoring the that's kind of the advice there right it's like ignore all the others so mm-hmm. can you give me one that's kind of like the opposite of sacral is there one that's like the opposite like people make decisions by I would say the emotional center is pretty opposite to the sacral center. Really? So for That's you, so interesting. you make really quick decisions like, Ooh, yes, I want this right now. Yes. yes, this feels good. Yes, this feels good. As an emotional authority for me, big decisions take a good couple of days. Mm. So you're designed to make those kind of instantaneous, like this lights me up. This feels good because it lights me up. This is the right decision. I can say yes to it now mm-hmm. versus me. I need a good three days to sit there and be confused and feel all my feelings and say, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know what the right answer is. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll come to kind of a moment of clarity. But even my moment of clarity is only around 80% certainty versus yours. Yours is more of that. Like, yes, this lights me up. This is a hundred percent certain. Yeah, totally. So what would be good advice for you or someone with this emotional authority? So around 50% of the population is emotional. So I think that this is a good one to talk about. Mm. Give yourself time to feel it through. So this is something where you're not designed. If you get on a sales call with someone, you're not designed to make that decision right there. So say, hey, I need a couple of days to feel this through so I can make sure I'm making an aligned decision. Give yourself time to be confused. You can think about it. You don't need to think about it. One of the big decisions that I made, I woke up at like 3 a.m. and was like, oh, I can't work with that coach. This is why, this is why, this is why. So it will kind of come in this moment of clarity. My advice is when in doubt, wait it out. And that rhymes. It does. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's that's so cool. Wow. Well, I'll say first and foremost, you going through my chart was very illuminating, very accurate. And I've seen how much other people, I mean, people ask me like every week, hey, have you gotten into human design? I know it's been around for a while, but I feel like it's really picking up a lot of mm-hmm. interest and, and popularity. And you're someone that actually teaches people to become a, how would you describe it? A practitioner of it? So human design is a system that's actually owned by a specific company. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of kind of a little bit of red tape that you have to deal with when working with human design. I thought about getting traditionally certified and going to the actual human design school and everything in me did not agree with the way that they teach things. It's not very inclusive. They teach all of these things about how everyone is designed to learn differently. And then they only teach it in one or two different ways. Mm. So I teach a coaching certification program that teaches you how I use human design and gene keys in my coaching practice and offer creation. And so that runs for about nine months, actually. So it's a long program, lots and lots of content. It's yeah, it's a big thing. Ooh. And then <laughs> it's a big endeavor. Mm-hmm. And then you get to be a recommended reader on my page. Oh, that's really cool. That's really smart. So that means right now someone could go get a reading by going to your website. Yeah, absolutely. I have a I have a page with the list of people who have graduated or who are, who are currently going through the program who've graduated like certain levels. They've hit certain milestones. They submit readings to me. It's It's literally going to school. I'm using that nursing school brain, Mm. learning how to write like lesson plans and things like that to actually make sure people can understand this. Cause like I said, you're an active learner. I'm a passive learner. I pay attention to something once and I can access it forever, or at least like the essence of it for Mm -hmm. you. You're going to need those flashcards. You're going to need that textbook. Certain people need a workbook so they can draw out the different things and kind of feel through what does it feel like? What does that information feel like? So that was, yeah, that was my big intention was making sure that there were appropriate resources for everyone to actually be able to embody and ingrain the information in them. So step one, you've listened to this episode. Step two, you've gone (laughs) and gotten your chart. Step three, Mm -hmm. you're going to go through a whole layer of confusion and overwhelm. (laughs) So step four, we're going to go to Eden's website where you can get someone to actually, just like Eden did for me, walk you step by step through interpreting this chart, what it actually means and how it can be applied to your life, to your business. Things from making decisions to the type of offers you create, because that's a big deal, right? That's why people mm-hmm. always ask them, what's the best way? A membership or online course or group coaching? And I always have a problem with that because it's like, I could make any one of those successful, 
but it's, it really does come down to like, well, do you want to feel like you're on a treadmill or do you want to always be in front of people or you don't like it when you have no contact, right? It's, it does come down to you. That's why this stuff's important. Time management, productivity, all those things are relevant. And yes, you are unique. That's science of differentiation. I really love that. So it was very beneficial for me. I think it would be very beneficial for everyone here listening to learn a little bit more about yourself. You don't know thyself. Where would they go to find someone? So I intuitionlifestyle.com slash recommended readers. Okay. We're going to link that up in the show notes because that's a long URL. And then you guys can go find someone to go work with. Um, What else do you have for people that want to learn more about all the magical stuff that you do? If you're brand new to human design, I highly recommend my challenge. I have a five-day challenge called the alignment challenge. It's a free challenge. You can get it sent to your inbox. So you sign up for an email. You're going to get a total of six emails. It's going to have a link to get your chart. And it walks you through the very basics of like day one, we talk about your type. You're going to get a whole Mm. page worth of information specifically about your type. So you're going to get the information about all of them. So you can read a little bit about all of them. It's going to talk to you about things like your signature, things like your authority, and it actually gives you an actionable step. So I think day two or three is using your authority to figure out what you're going to wear for the day. So putting those non-pressure situations on yourself so you can kind of figure this out and experiment with it instead of directly implementing it into your business. So that's a free challenge that I can give you the link for as well. Perfect. We're going to put that in the show notes as well. I'd highly recommend you guys going through that. Here's a curious question here. What type is the most common type that goes through your certification? Ooh, I think I have, I have a lot of generators and a lot of manifesting generators and proportionately like based off of how manifestors are 9% of the population. I have a lot of manifestors in my particular certification, but all Mm. types can go through it. Right, right. Of course it's, it's available for all types. I was just curious, like, is there a certain type that is more drawn to this work in general? Not necessarily this work in general, specifically my energy being a manifesting generator. Mm. Anybody who shares those similarities with me tends to be pretty drawn to my energy. So the manifestors, the manifesting generators and the generators I tend to primarily work with just because they kind of feel into my energy and like she has something that I know I have and I can do something like her. So. And have you ever met or worked with a reflector? Yeah, I've worked with several reflectors. A unicorn. Yeah, a unicorn. Wow. What are they like? <laughs> They're very, they're very interesting people. I think one of my favorite people who just kind of came out and announced that she's a reflector is Lauren Everett from the Skinny Confidential. So they have this, like sometimes when you're meeting a person, I don't know if it's just me, but I kind of like search for like, okay, who are you? Mm. And sometimes it's, it feels like reaching into, reaching into like an unknown area. Like I can't see things fully. And they can be very energetic. They can be very, very deep. They can be, you know, a little bit different every single day. And I think that's what makes them so unique. There's this essence of like, I can't see you, but I know you can see me and I know that you're powerful. That's Mm. kind of how it feels working with the reflector. Wow. That's so cool. Well, this has been amazing. Any final thoughts or things to share before we call this episode complete? No, I think that's everything that I wanted to share. This is a great conversation. And thank you so much for having me. Of course, Eden, thank you for coming on and sharing so freely and, you know, confusing us a little and then bringing us (laughs) back and then feeding us a little bit more and getting us excited. This is, again, if you're teaching this to people on how they can master it, that's nine months. So we did this, we got a lot in an hour. So I, I, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I think it's, we've got to give ourselves permission to be a little overwhelmed by it because it is intense and it is a lot. And I think that just speaks more to how... I don't want to say valid, but like extensive this whole analysis is. So that's really exciting. So we're going to link up all of Eden's links in the show notes so you can get your chart. You can go work with somebody that has been trained by Eden to get a reading from it and a total analysis. And you can even start going through and using this in your life. And you could even start to consider the possibility of being someone who is trained by Eden and using this in your... I mean, you could make money doing this. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I bet we could just sit there and say right now, who wants to give us money right now to go have your chart read and understand and have that be analyzed for your business or maybe your relationships or stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, parenting is a huge, that's starting mm, to come up really well. It's, like you your know, kids looking at your children. kids versus yeah. you as a parent. Yeah. Wow. Nutrition, health and fitness, Ooh. mindset work, spirituality. You can do 
pretty much anything it can be applied to. And I'm, I'm loving the variety of different people who are going through my certification programs and they're, you know, learning all of this stuff from me and they're applying it to things I'd never even thought of. That's so cool. I love it. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. We're linking that all up in the show notes for you guys. So please make sure to check that out. Thank you again, Eden. And thank you all of you for tuning in to another extraordinary episode here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. We'll see you all next time. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.